0: Matthew chapter 16, I, I, I do feel like I have something from the Lord to say tonight, but again, I, I'm not going to preach an hour and a half just, just so we can make sure we checked off the boxes. Matthew 16 in verse number 17, most of us can probably quote this verse by heart. Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven and I say also that thou art Peter and upon this rock this foundation I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it upon this rock Will build my church. And then, if you go to Matthew 28 and verse 18, and another passage that I know many of you could quote by heart Matthew 28 and 18 says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and we all understand what that name is, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. I I realize a title is not all, necessarily everything, and uh, if you think every title is divinely spoken by God. I don't want to disillusion you here this evening, but that's not always the case. I've been back and forth a little bit with what to actually title this, and the two ways that I kind of have been back and forth with is the dual nature of the church or the dual posture of the church, and I think I'm going to go with posture. That's what my notes have. So I want to talk to you a few minutes, or hopefully the Lord will talk to us for a few minutes, about the dual posture of the church. Father, thank you for the privilege of being together tonight to worship you, to exalt the name that's above every name. Thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. Thank you for ministry that has taken place, for the move of your spirit that has taken place here tonight. I pray, God, that you would continue to work and minister in this service. Lord, that you would speak to our hearts tonight, that we would have ears to hear what you would say, to receive what you would say to us tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As many of you know, through my years of ministry, I have gotten inspiration from messages from all kinds of things and all kinds of places. And in essence, where this came from was um, the Friday night of Ladies' Conference. Myself and a couple of the guys went over to a conference in Milford, Delaware. And, and uh, I, I think it was, I don't remember if it was going or coming. It may have been on the way back. I think it, I think it was on the way back as you're coming back across the, the, uh, the Bay Bridge to the western shore. It always sounds weird to me. All I'm used to ever talking about is the eastern shore. But As I was coming back home, off to the right, there's a lighthouse that's not too far up the bay from there. And I got to thinking about the fact that lighthouse is it's, it's stationary. It doesn't move. It doesn't go anywhere. It stays right there. And, and and as I began to think about that, it began to lead me to the idea of the church. But understanding that the church has two components to it. And that we need both components. And we have a tendency to lean to one or the other. Because one of the sides, one part of the posture of the church... Is like that of the lighthouse. It is a fixed, stable thing in a fixed, stable place. But the other part of the posture of the church is it's supposed to be going and moving. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. But what he said to Peter was, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And, and and again, that 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 implies there on this foundation. And the foundation is built or is created to put something on it that's not going to move. It's going to stay in that spot. And so there is a component of the church that is supposed to be stationary. Because that provides some stability. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Now let me, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I would have said it a little later. I'm not here to get into some big theological debate with you tonight over buildings and temples and all of that stuff, okay? I know this is not the, I know this is not the church. You and I are the church. But I also know this is a place that has been set aside for spiritual purposes. I said it not too long ago. The only thing I know of that happens here that's anything sort of just carnal at the base of it is we've let the youth do a couple of Nerf gun fights in here. That's the extent of it. We're not watching any ball games on the big screen. We're not celebrating Super Bowl Sunday. We're not coming in here to play any other games in here because this place has been set apart. It has been designated for a place for what we do. Worship, ministry, prayer, lives being touched and changed and transformed. And we have made this a sacred place. The bottom line is I understand wherever the... Two or three are gathered together in His name. He's in the midst. Some of you, as well as myself, have had the opportunity of going to a church service in all kind of different places. I've been in church services in the outdoors, under makeshift canopies. I've been in services in Africa, underneath the trees, and that was the church. But there is a part of the church that was intended... When the prodigal decided to go home, he knew where to go. When the prodigal came to himself, he knew of a place to go. He knew of a stationary place. If I can just go home and I know where home is. And can I tell you tonight, I think most of us experience this from time to time. Boy, if I can get just get to church. Do you need to have your own walk with God? Absolutely. Do you need to pray on your own? Absolutely. Do you need to get the Word on your own? Go listen to Thursday night. But there's also something about knowing when I don't have the strength and the energy and when I'm like the psalmist in Psalm 73, my steps had almost slipped. I almost gave up and quit. But when I got in the sanctuary, when I got in the presence of God, there was something that began to happen and my feelings began to change and my attitudes began to change and my discouragement left and my depression left I began to get some victory. There is a part of the posture of the church that needs to be a fixed place. It needs to be a sure place. It needs to be a place that no matter what we're going through, I know some place I can go. I know some people that if I can just get together with them, I can get some things I need. Listen to what, Solomon, again, I, I, I tried to already say this, but you, most of you know me well enough, I can't help myself. I want to read to you some of Solomon's dedicatory prayer of the temple. And I am not here tonight to theologically equate this building with the temple. But I think there are some principles that apply to a place that we choose to come together. And listen to what Solomon says in so- Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse number 20. That thine eyes, he's praying, he's, this is to the Lord, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people israel which shall make toward which they shall make toward this place hear thou from heaven hear thou from thy dwelling place even from heaven and when thou hearest forgive if a man sin against his neighbor and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear and the oath come before thine altar in this house Then hear thou from heaven and do and judge thy servants. Be requiting the wicked by recompensing his way upon his own head and by justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. And if thy people Israel be put to the worst before the enemy because they have sinned against thee and shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. Verse 32, moreover concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people, Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great namesake and thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house if they come and pray, they may be a stranger, they may be from someplace else, literally and figuratively, but God, if they come and pray in this house, we're asking you to hear from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name and fear thee, as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built, Is called by thy name. Verse 40, now my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this house. There is a part of the posture of the church that is supposed to be stable, steady. There, there is a part of the posture of the church that's supposed to be like that lighthouse. You're not wondering where that lighthouse is. You know where it's going to be. It doesn't move. It holds it. Society can change. Culture can change. Ideology can change. But in the house... It doesn't fluctuate with what the world is saying. It doesn't fluctuate with the rest of what Christianity is saying. God, let there be houses and let this be one of those houses that people can know there is something that is stable and sure. There is a foundation that has been built upon that does not move. Building is not the church, and the church doesn't have to have a building. I'm not saying that tonight. They're not synonymous. You don't equate one with the other. The building is not the church, and the church doesn't have to have a building. Thank you. And I realize there, there's I I don't Brother Favors, you guys have a building yet? No please hear me tonight hear me please my point tonight is uh, it, because it's ultimately th- this idea what I'm feeling what I'm trying to communicate it's, it's not about it I'm not talking about a facility'm I'm, I'm talking about the posture there's a part of the church that needs to be stable and consistent you see the enemy the enemy is I don't want to say the enemy's wise because I really don't want to say anything nice about the enemy. But the enemy, he, he, he's got a variety of tactics. And he doesn't, he doesn't really care ultimately how he gets you to compromise as long as you compromise. And sometimes he does that by attacking some things where he actually has some truth to his points. But his solution is never going to be the right solution. In 29 and a half, I think this month or next month is the half point, 29 and a half years of marriage, there have been some days, weeks, where our, 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 our... The level of our love for one another, the excitement about each other may not have been where it needed to be. I'm talking about me. She's always happy and excited about me. How many of you folks that have been married for more than a couple of minutes? We still got a couple of relatively newlyweds here. Spriggs's and the and Anybody else is going on just a couple months? They, they may not understand this yet. If you've been married for any length of time, you know there's some times at which marriage is not the most enjoyable thing in your life. When you're going through some difficult times and trying to work through some things. But I got a question Is throwing marriage out the door the solution? You don't get rid of marriage because your marriage needs work. We shouldn't have stale church services. We shouldn't have dead, dull, dry, boring church services. But there's a solution to that. The solution is, well, we need to stop. No. The solution is we need some fresh Fire. The solution is we need some revival to break up some fallow ground. That's the solution because there needs to be a stable element in the church. That is a part of the posture of the church. I got to, I I watched, this was back during quarantine. I read some posts of people. I heard some, I, I more so read some posts church has left the building the church leaves the building every time we leave church the funny thing to me during quarantine during quarantine was we're all celebrating the church has left the building and now the church is all locked up in its houses I know you probably don't read them every single time you exit the building, but it's not really just intended to be a cute little thing. It's the truth. We leave here, the church is leaving here to go to the mission field. But there is a posture that is a part of the church that is supposed to be stable and steady. granite he said go ye therefore again the problem is we like to get caught up in one side or the other we want to be stable and never go anywhere or we want to always be going somewhere and not be stable but in one place he says on the rock a stable set place i'm going to build my church going to be an unchanged it's not it's not changing with the times it's 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 not being moved around by culture and 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 whatever's going on in the world but then he comes back and says now i need you to go i want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature acts one and verse eight but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you so that you can always have a great service Oh, you're going to receive power to be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part. Of the earth, There's going to be a posture in which we are stable and set. There's going to be a posture in which people, when their world is falling upside down, they know there's a place to go. They know there is a people to go to. But at the same time, we've got to be going because that is just as much a part of the posture of the church as the stable staying part is. Romans 10, 19, Paul says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? How many preachers are here tonight? Let me see the hands of the preachers tonight. Let me see the hands of the preachers. I told you all Thursday night I was asking you a question that was not a trick question. I just prepared you for this week. One more time to all of you newbies or first-timers, if Bishop Wright asks a question, do not raise your hand. Because 99... Point nine percent of the time you think you know the answer and it's the wrong answer now that I've said let me try this one more time how many preachers do we have here tonight let me help you all out how many people have the Holy Ghost tonight (laughs) ah you got the Holy Ghost. You're a. Pro- I, I know there's a part of this and behind this. I understand that. But 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 what Paul's talking about here is not talking about a pulpit, because that word preach preach, peach. Yeah, that word "preach" means to proclaim. All of us are preachers. All of us are supposed to be proclaimers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul says you're supposed to be sent. So we're not supposed to neglect the sending to maintain this posture of stability. But we're not supposed to be so focused on the sending that we forget. About the stability. We're built on a rock. That is a part of the posture. But we're commissioned to go. We must have both. The challenge is if we're not careful when we start getting struggling with something. We start picking apart the other part that we don't like. For those of us that are not the extroverts. For those of us that are not the outgoing ones, we love being on the foundation. We'll let all you extroverts go. We'll stay here and hold down the fort. But we've all been sent. You may not go stand on the street corner and yell and scream and 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 all you may not do it, but but we've all been sent. We've all been sent. But then for y'all that always want to go and you don't want to ever come to the stable part, it is both sides that make up the church. Not one or the other, it is both. what we're called to be that's what we're called to do I, I, am, I am burdened that there are some things that the enemy has begun to chip away at you know there are numerous somebody may have a def, an estimate of an idea but there are numerous autoimmune diseases My understanding, we've got medical people here tonight, so forgive my layman's explanation. But the f- essence of an autoimmune disease is the body attacking the body. An autoimmune disease is when the body is turning on itself and is destroying itself. I I believe one of the biggest issues in the church today is autoimmune diseases. It's the body attacking the body. It's the hand saying to the foot, you're not the foot, we don't need you. You're not the foot, you don't do it like I do it, we don't need you. It's the ear saying to the eye because you're not hearing, we don't need you. The body is many members with different parts that function in different ways. I've said it. Jalen and I were talking the other day in my office, and he made the same point. There are things that I've done sometimes with my foot. That's my hand's job. I've picked up some things with my foot from time to time, not my food. Usually trash. I've grabbed a few things sometimes with my toes. But that's not the purpose of my foot. And there may be some of you in shape enough here tonight that you can walk on your hands, but you weren't made to walk on your hands. That's the purpose of the feet. We have no reason to attack each other when we're all just doing what your part is, the enemy knows how to get us undermining and attacking the the stable, set, reliable part of of the posture of the church. And he knows how To attack the going and the sending part of the posture of the church. But we must have both. We must have both. We are in a world that has to have both. Because we're in a world where people need to be able to see something that is stable, fixed, and consistent. But we're also in a world where there's some people that need somebody to come and rescue them. They need to come and demonstrate the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. It's not, let's just learn how to have a great time when we come together and as long as we have a great time when we come together. That's all that matters. No. We've been commissioned to go. And therefore, it's not always let's be going and never come together. You need the body. You can't make it without the body. There are some things that can only happen when you come together with the body. Again, I taught it Thursday night. You need to learn how to get some food for yourself. You need to learn how to read and study the Word of God for yourself. If the only thing you're eating spiritually is what is preached or taught three times a week, you're starving your spiritual man. But you need both. All you ever want to do is just come and not go. We weren't called to just be stuck in one place. We're sent. We're sent. There's some areas in our lives where we talk about having balance that we're not, we're not supposed to, you're not supposed to balance your life and your spiritual life. There's not supposed to be a balance supposed to be you're supposed to be sold out present your bodies a living sacrifice don't figure out how to balance your life and no present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god your reasonable service. there are some areas in which we need to work on balance i believe this is one area we need to be mindful god help us be a place, to be a body and I'm not talking just physically to be a people that the backslider, the prodigal the sinner knows there's a place while we have that help us to also make sure we are fulfilling the other part we are going because both are necessary components for the body would you stand I've gone a little longer than I thought I would but not as long as I usually would I want you we may do more than this in a moment but I don't feel to do more than this necessarily right now So just right where you're standing for right now, would you just just join together and and I could say it this way, make it it a corporate prayer right now. A lot of times when we're praying and responding to the word of the Lord, it's a personal, individual thing. but, But I want us to pray tonight from a corporate perspective for this body that you and I are a part of. God, help us as a local church, a local congregation, to have the proper posture that we're supposed to have. There would be that side of stability, consistency, faithfulness that can be relied upon. You know where it is. You know where to go. You know who to go to. But also, God, to have the going, the sending forth in the way that it's supposed to be. God, that we wouldn't fault or we wouldn't lean to one or the other. That we wouldn't become one or the other. but That we would find the balance, God, of being stable, consistent, but going and fulfilling the commission that we've been given. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, help us tonight, Lord. If we're out of alignment, if we're out of balance in any way, bring us into into balance, Lord. If we're we're leaning one way or the other, we're neglecting one area, God, I pray that you would would let there be an aligning in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let this be a house let this be a place God where there's confidence in what you'll do here and the prayers that are prayed and the things that are done but don't let this be the end all the be all and the end all let it be the part it's supposed to be but at the same time by your grace that we are going as we are supposed to go in the name of Jesus Lord you're the one that said that you would build your church on a sure foundation you said you'd build it on a rock that represents a stable unmoving thing unmoving place you also said to the same disciples that they were supposed to go they were supposed to go and declare and preach and demonstrate let that be the case in this place in this body Lord in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus praise God praise God Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As always, you are encouraged to be a part of as much as you can this week. I realize a lot of you have got work situations that are not able to be adjusted, can't get out of, but. I want to encourage you to be in as much as you can. Don't decide that because you can't be in all of it, there's no point in being in any of it. So when you can, as much as you can, during the daytime, you've got a lunch break, you stop by for 30, 45 minutes, an hour. Don't, don't miss those opportunities. Don't miss those moments. And obviously the evenings, um, there, there is... There's no pre-registration, so there's really no way of having concrete numbers, but there's a lot of indicators that there's going to be a, a sort of a higher turnout this week than normal. So there is a chance in the evenings that when you come, if you come late, you may have to look a little bit for a seat. Actually, it may mean if you come late, you got to sit down front. That's where all the extra seats always are. But, amen, in all seriousness, I'm encouraging you. Please do what you can to be a part of as much as you can. Again, don't let the fact that you can't be in everything cause you to not be in what you can. Amen. God bless you. It is fairly early. So rather than just rushing out, why don't you at least greet a few people?